Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Man, there was a bear there, all black and brown and covered in hair. Hi, I'm Clotho at Clotho Spindle on Twitter, and tonight I'm joined with Chicky. Hey, I am Chicky. I'm at the Chikrin on Twitter. And Kama. Hi, this is Kama, and I'm uh, at Oxford Oxford Splice at Twitter. Cool. We're going to be discussing Jamie's fifth chapter in A Feast for Crows. Uh, all the usual trigger warnings for, unfortunately, rape and violence, as well as spoilers. Um. So we'll just jump right in, and Jamie's exi- <laughs> Jamie's exiting his tent when he hears the trump- trumpets heralding Sir Davin's arrival at the camp. They greet and joke with each other for a bit before moving on to more serious matters. And we, you know, we could discuss. There's a lot. There's so many like nice, like just funny lines in this. Like they're just hilarious. I didn't get everything in, but if anything stands out, like- it's so nice <laughs> to see. It's nice to see Jamie when he gets to like talk to people who really know him. Yes. Yes. It's nice. It's kind of refreshing to see him just kind of banter with people who who know him and that he's comfortable with and who are comfortable with him. Yeah, that is refreshing because every, you know all these other interactions so far have been the people that have these just such negative views of him, and it's nice to see that that this is just someone he feels comfortable with that he knows isn't like judging him horribly and. Yeah, because like you know he he's fighting with Cersei all book yes. long. Obviously, he and Kevin are on the outs. The the, the conversation with Lancel is really weird. Um, <laughs> so it's it's nice to get something a little laid back and They're, easy. They're like joking change. about their beards and you know what I mean. It's yeah. just like just your pal. Like something like shooting awesome. the shit is how I would <laughs> describe cousins. it. They're just you know cousins shooting yeah. the shit. It's so nice. <laughs> and uh, so they talk about you know he makes a comment about Jamie's hand and um, he got his spits on the ground when he finds out that uh, Vargo Hoke cut off Jamie's hand and he you know we get a little reveal here that he had actually offered to take that job on. Um, told Tywin that he would do it, but Tywin gave it to Vargo and he thought like Vargo was better suited to quote you know, it's better suited to goats and dogs. Um, and Jamie's like, yeah, that sounds like something my dad say. Um, I love, isn't, isn't this like the second or third time in this book that Jamie has like picked out a quote is exactly Tywin's quote. Yes. I feel like this happened before. I think it happens to all the, the yes. children Does of, it? of Tywin. I, Cause a lot of feast is basically those kids, oh, those kids, those uh, Tyrion, Cersei and Jamie, like kind of, it's in certain respects coming to terms with yeah. their father's death. And they, yeah. they call him to mind quite a bit, all three of them. And you get just how, even well, not Tyrion really, but I mean, yeah. it, you well, know Tyr- what I mean? Tyrion when you get to dance, yeah. Dance. I mean, it's clear that they're all just sort of processing it. And all of them, like he just stood so large. He was just so large and dominating in that family that it was, I mean, they've got to feel like in some sense, just lost, you know, there's this personality that was so, Oh yeah. Well, yeah. It's kind of like there's a shadow of Tywin over this yeah. entire chapter, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, even if you have a difficult relationship with somebody, which you know, yeah. arguably at least two of those uh, of his children did. I mean, you, there's a void now. Yeah. You know, he's not there anymore, and they, I think, feel his absence. I mean, as well, hard, yeah, just the yeah. power structure void oh, yeah. is enough of a void to really yeah. make note of. Yeah. And as hard as he was, I mean, he 
provided them all some safety, you know, a protection. I mean, that's got to feel scary too. Absolutely. <clears throat> Um, they return to the tent where Jamie tells him that Lancel has dissolved his marriage to Amy. Um, you know, he talks about the phrase faces. They were not happy about it. Um, Sir Kevin had, um, Davin lets him know that Sir Kevin had passed through the camp on his way West and barely said three words to him. Um, you know, I think Davin sort of was trying to insist that, you know, he didn't want to, he told him, you know, I didn't want to be make that. I didn't want to be the warden of the West. He apologizes to him you know, even expresses it should have gone to you, but Kevin he sort of wasn't having it and he got just wasn't there, you know, moved on quickly. Um, Davin continues to vent about the phrase and difficulty they're having at the siege. It sounds like just like a clusterfuck. Like you're such mess and just nobody's yeah. just everybody's just it's a chaos as Sir Ryman keeps going. I love how <laughs> Davin Davin knows enough to know this is a shit show, but he yeah, doesn't really seem to know how better. to solve it. <laughs> so god well, he's just going to grow his hockey beard and he's just going to marry, you know, whoever That's he's got to marry. And he's just going to be the, one of those guys going, I told you, I told you this was all doomed, but OK, fine. You know, I'm going to do my thing. He's definitely there for the ride. <laughs> ride or die. God, I can't believe That's... Guile isn't on this Davin podcast. I what, know. What I was thinking about that, too. I was like, this is our episode. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, yeah um okay so we get we get like the the just this it's not hilarious but it's almost it's just like this dark humor sir ryman goes through this act of hanging a noose around edward's neck every morning and he threatens to hang it it sounds like later that he's sort of you know you don't get that but he's standing there all day and he's like okay i'm gonna hang him unless you yield to the blackfish and it's being ignored so the farce just keeps being ignored and jamie learns that um edward's wife rosalind is pregnant just so much information. Lord Gawain Westerling is beseeching Davin. Like, he's bugging him every day. Save my wife and children. They're being held by the Blackfish. He thinks he's going to kill him. Um, and, and Jamie just thinks to himself, like, okay, now I understand why this mess is dragging out. Uh, they're short on Bannerman. They can't starve them out. It's just, like, a total fiasco. <laughs> it's like the best family reunion. <laughs> you know, where you go and you're like, what? what the hell happened? And then, you know, you're sitting there with your cousin who's like, well, here, let me tell you it all. And, <laughs> and I mean, they really lay it on thick. And I kind of left it out, but they lay it on thick about the phrase. They do not. This is like, the, the you know, oh, yeah. they hate <laughs> well, the thing is, like, especially with the Lannisters, because of the fact that Jenna is married to one, they've always known and hated the phrase. <laughs> this is a longstanding dislike for them. <laughs> they're they're they've never been fans of the phrase clearly and now they're you know stuck with them i mean talking about tywin like and his shadow being on this chapter so much of what you're seeing here is really the the wreck that tywin made of the riverlands and as much as jamie was in the thick of it to begin with i mean like jamie himself is like can't believe how bad his dad let things get as far as you know, unleashing Amory Lorch and Gregor Clegane, and then obviously the Brave Companions on the Riverlands. Um, and, you know, now Tywin's gone, and these guys all have to try to somehow mop it all back together. And Jamie's, you know, aware that the River Lords who have um, surrendered are, you know, not going to be super loyal. And, you know, that the Freys are terrible, terrible allies to have. And then obviously, just, you know, their enemies are angry have every reason to be and have no reason to trust not just jamie but any of them because of what the phrase did with the red wedding it's it's a real mess 
I mean, the Lannisters are all, or at least the ones we talked to, they're all, I mean, Davin and Jenna are very astute. They understand what the situation is. I mean, they know kind of like, this is not going to work. <laughs> you know, we got to make the best of it. But like, you know, it's, it's, it, it is a clusterfuck. It, it has been, it's going to be for years if we're ever going to get out of this alive. Well, and it's like you can just imagine. I mean, like as much as I I adore Jamie, I think he can handle things like this. He's not Tywin, but God, no. imagine if you didn't even have Jamie here. Oh. If it was just Cersei oh. sending orders from far away, yes. I mean, it would just be a wreck. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean, and they seem so like you know you get the impression everybody's chapter seems so relieved that Jamie gets there. They're like, okay. Something's well, the good thing about Jamie is he has this terrible reputation, so people are a little afraid of him, and yeah, they don't know what true. he'll do because he's known <laughs> for being impulsive, so it's kind of good that way. It's going to spice things up a little bit. <laughs> oh, gosh. So after um, you know, after they spend another hour talking, Jamie, uh, we get a sort of night scene where Jamie's walking around the camp, the tents, there's sort of this ridiculousness of, like, you can just kind of see there's, like, people that have, like, these washer women half nude on their shoulders and they're like fake jousting in well, the water Raph and... the sweetling is one of them right oh gosh yeah 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 talk about somebody that i don't know how we're not rid of yet oh gosh, <laughs> god. <laughs> oh, gosh. um he, he finds sir illin and you know he has him ride back out again a little ways so nobody sees it to a burned out village and they spar in the dark and you know, he's, he sort of gets a thought like, well, I guess he could just kill me. And, uh, but you know, he, he, and then he started to think, oh, maybe I'm improving. But it looks like Ellen was just kind of going easy on him. Cause like as soon as he starts to get cocky, Ellen just like, he said, it's like nothing. He just like knocks right? him back and he's on his knees in front of him with his sword at his throat. So we seriously, kinda... <laughs> Jamie's like, maybe I'm getting better. <laughs> and it was like he, saw, he saw the light in his eyes. It was like, okay, I'm going to. I'm going to teach him a lesson now. (laughs) It's like like Ellen's been in like first gear and he cranks it up to about third when Jamie gets that look on his face. Like, Oh, (sighs) and then there's a little, there's a weird little part in there too, which um, I didn't write it down, but it's something like he has, he had a nightmare or dream that like Cersei was having sex with like, um, was it moon boy? And then he knocks her teeth, he kills him and then knocks her teeth out. Like, I think that's in this part. If yeah, I remember correctly. So that's a little like, it's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it was a dream, but yes. yeah. <laughs> he's got some, you know, and that's what, you know, he's thinking too. Well, what am I going to do when I go back? So, I mean, I think there's little indications here that all, you know, for, again, for those people who are thinking all is like hunky dory, it's not. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, (laughs) I don't he he talks to Davin about wanting to be reunited with her but I didn't get the impression it was for you know you know good times it was more like I'm gonna kill her (laughs) well it's just about keeping up appearances with Davin he like he's he's talking to Davin and he has that line where he's like Davin's like oh is Cersei as amazing as ever and he's like radiant and he thinks to himself fickle and he's like golden and then he thinks to himself you know like fool's gold like just he cannot think anything good about Cersei at this point yeah, it's hard to imagine that he ever really will again yeah um, the last day of their journey um, that starts out it's cold by late afternoon they reach River Run um as they survey, they're surveying more of the camps. They're getting closer to, you know, they can see it on the, you know, in the distance, and they're getting closer. And he, uh, Jamie started talking to Davin, and he think, you know, tells about his first time there. 
And I'll read this a little bit. Um, the first time I saw River Run, I was a squire green as summer grass, Jamie told his cousin. Old Sumner Craycall sent me to deliver a message when he swore he could not be could not be entrusted to a raven. Lord Hoster kept me for a fortnight whilst mulling his reply and sat me beside his daughter Liza at every meal. Small wonder you took the white. <laughs> I'd have done the same. He <laughs> said, oh, Liza was not so fearsome as all that. She had been a pretty girl in truth, dimpled and delicate with long auburn hair, timid though, prone to tongue-tied silences and fits of giggles with none of Cersei's fire. Her older sister had seemed more interesting, though. I'm sorry, more interesting, though Catelyn promised to, to, was already promised to some northern boy, the heir of Winterfell. But at that age, no girl interested Jamie half so much as Hoster's <laughs> famous brother, who had won renown fighting the Ninepenny King upon the, upon the Stepstones. At table... Uh, sorry, at the table, he'd ignored poor Liza whilst pressing Brendan Tully for tales of Malice the Monstrous and Ebon Prince. Um, Sir Brendan was younger than I am now, Jamie reflected, and I was younger than Peck. I think there's little interesting bits about his childhood. I ship it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I love how how <laughs> that is the reason that Jamie took went into the King's Guard is because they were going <laughs> to marry him to Liza. Oh, oh no, I meant I ship him in Blackfish. <laughs> All that too. Oh, I thought you meant Catelyn. That's so funny. We such a no. I mean, I, I've read some very good Jamie too. Catelyn fic, but no, it's it's mostly the. I mean, I read yeah. this with the Blackfish and this later on their encounter in a future chapter, and no, no, I really think there's something. Like that. <laughs> oh gosh, good stuff. Um, <laughs> Jamie kind of points to this little rise, and he said they're going to set their tent up there. Um, he asked. Peck to bring a message, ask the Blackfish to meet with him at the drawbridge. Um, and he says, oh, should I let everyone else know? No, they'll see our flag like as soon as they put it up. And then shortly afterwards, after they're settled, Aunt Jenna and her husband, Eamon Frey, arrive. Um, and they don't call him uncle. It's just funny. And he's always like her husband, her husband. Um, and <laughs> Jenna kisses his cheeks. Um, and this is a little a tiny bit of interaction I'll read. Um, she says, I'm sorry for your loss. He said, I had a new hand made of gold. He showed her. Very nice. Will they make you a gold father, too? Lady Jenna's voice was sharp. Tywin was the loss I meant. A man such as Tywin comes but once in a thousand years, declared her husband. <laughs> and, oh, gosh. Just, oh. Um, they asked Jamie about Tywin, um, Tywin's death and their son Cleos's death. And I thought this was kind of sweet of Jamie. He didn't have to do this. You know, he, obviously, he's not going to be mean, but he didn't have to go to the extent of like, he, he kind of spared their feelings and made up a lie. Um, yeah. Telling them that he Which died. Which this is greatly. something Jamie you should do. Does. Yeah. 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 That was a nice thing to do. Yeah. I mean, he did this with, uh, with Amy Frey as well, where he oh, yeah. like lied about the kind of person her dad was to That's make her cool. not to, you know, so he doesn't make her feel bad when people are dead. That's like Why a is nice, it always phrased? That's like a nice white lie. I mean, that's something, yeah. That shows, like, um, you know, sort of empathy, and he's having some compassion for other people. I mean, not in his head, though, where he's like, I'll just get some bones, yeah, who cares? <laughs> I know, I know. He can't be totally. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, what's he going to do, though? I mean, you know, it's not yeah. like he can go buy yeah. Cleos. I mean, it's not like they've got DNA testing. I mean. No, no. I even think about, though, like, I don't know. I was thinking about a situation. I'm so like I, I'm so honest sometimes like I, I think that's a skill to be able to lie like that because I think it's actually nice that if you could lie to save somebody some heartache 
But I don't know. I feel like I'll just be like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's 100%. A good lie. This is a good lie. This is not a bad lie. This is a good lie. This is a lie everybody should He's quick do on his can. feet. He's quick on his feet. He's um, then is it, I don't know, Emin, Eamon, I don't know. Emin expresses his concern about potential damage to River Run. He's very concerned about this. He's like, oh my god, there's trebuchets and there's this and you're going to destroy it. Um, and <laughs> it's just whole interaction is pretty hilarious because Jenna's just, you know, we get like some back thought, like Jamie's back thought of like how they got together and stuff and then Jenna's like dismissing him and you could tell he's sort of like turns red like he's sort of, you know, he's probably used to being humiliated. Um, and she wants to talk to Jamie in private. Um, yeah, I, I love the way that Jenna does this, where she's like, she lets Emin sit there and say the <laughs> stupid shit that he's going to say about, like, you know, don't hurt River Run and I'm going to be the Lord Paramount and all this garbage. And then she's it's finally just like, okay, the grown ups need to talk now. And she basically sends him out. I mean, like, and the fact that she says it's family business when, like, obviously oh, he's God. also family now is so, classic. Oh, that kind of stuff. Oh, my gosh. Well, Clearance Unicorn on subreddit was also saying um, they have a comment about how much do you love Aunt Jenna? She's the sharpest tool in the Lannister box at the moment. Also, I love the bit about Jamie being like his uncle's, not his father, combined with Jenna herself. This is kind of a little, the next little bit I'm going to read, but um, Jenna herself hints that Tywin is not the most Lannister uh, of Lannisters, but is an outlier and that Jamie may not have to choose between his family legacy and doing the right thing after all, just choose which family legacy he upholds. Yeah, yeah I think that is true. I mean, well, we don't really know, no, but I, I you know, sh- she talks about how, you know, Jamie is about us, is kind of more like his uncles, like he's like Tig and he's like Jerrion and he's yeah. like um, Kevin. And these are Tywin's brothers, but I, you know, I think I think you're supposed to kind of um, interpret Jamie as maybe being more of a product of the Jason Lannister line, which is his mother's Sorry. father. Um, uh, when any anytime I hear a little snippet about Jason Lannister, I'm like, oh, that's there's a lot of Jamie there. <laughs> I think that I think that that's that's kind of the yeah. So he's still very much a Lannister, just not you know not a Tywin. Not a Tyrion. Yeah, Jenna is not happy with Tywin's decision. Um, she kind of makes that really. She goes on a lot about this um, to give Emin River Run. Uh, she fears it will never be secure as long as there's Tully heirs who remain alive, which is pretty, you know, likely. Well, she's not wrong. Yeah, she isn't. She's wrong about any of this. It's like, <laughs> it's like a feel for her, like, oh gosh. And she, you know, she wishes he would have consulted her uh, before he died. Um, she also questions Cersei's choice to arm the faith again, which again, she's not wrong about that. And, you know, she brings, she's got Cersei's number, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That is, yeah. It's funny how it's funny comparing how she immediately starts talking to Cersei with the way that Davin immediately starts talking with about Cersei because Davin Mm -hmm. clearly likes Cersei. Whereas you get the feeling that Jenna, I'm not saying she doesn't like Cersei, but she clearly has Cersei's number. Oh yeah. I mean, I got the impression it's sort of like it's just so much like it's so family. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. you've got that one relative and you're like you've never, you know, like you may love them, but you've really <laughs> never been able to like, you know, you kind of know what they're all about and I, she knows. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she says like she thinks something's fishy, basically, with um with Kevin, because she's like, why would he turn down the position of the hand? And you know, Jamie kind of thinks, oh, you know, because he remember that he knows and his his feelings about that. That's but he doesn't you know, clue her in on that part of it. But she does know that something's going on, and um. Mm-hmm. And there's, uh, I guess this little last little bit here I'm going to read. Um, I thought it's kind of long, but you kind of have to read it for it to make sense. Um, uh, okay. And uh, Jenna says, um, I've said what I came to say. I shan't take any more of your time. Do what Tywin would have done. Did you love him? Jamie heard himself ask. His aunt looked at him strangely. I was seven when Walder Frey persuaded my lord father to give my hand to M. His second son, not even his heir. Father was himself a third-born son, and younger children craved the approval of their elders. Frey sensed the weakness in him, and father agreed for no better reason than to please him. My betrothal was announced at a feast with half of the West in attendance. Ellen Tarbeck laughed, and the red lion went angry from the hall. The rest sat on their tongues. Only Tywin dared speak against the match. A boy of ten. Father turned as white as mare's milk, and Walder Frey was quivering. She smiled. How could I not love him after that? That is not to say that I approved of all he did or much enjoyed the company of the man that he became, but every little girl needs a big brother to protect her. Tywin was big even when he was little. She gave a sigh. Who will protect us now? Jamie kissed her cheek. He left a son. Eh, he did. That is what I fear the most in truth. That was a queer remark. Why should I, Why should you fear? Jamie, she said, tugging at his ear. Sweetling, I have known you since you were at babe at Joanna's breast. You smile like Jerrion and fight like Tig, and there's some of Kevin in you, else you would not wear that cloak. But Tyrion is Tywin's son, not you. I said so once to your father's face, and he would not speak to me for half a year. Men are such thundering great fools, even the sort who come along once in a thousand years. <sighs> That's oh, <a> good God. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love how she has uh, such a good bead on kind of the emotional side of the house, which is kind of what you're missing when you're kind of putting together a picture of how the Lannisters work. Because mm-hmm. we've seen a lot of Tywin and a lot of Kevin and, you know, obviously Tyrion and, and, and Cersei and Jaime. But it's kind of like Jenna fills in like these little gaps that you, you always kind of would have wondered about without her talking about it. And that's why there needs to be, like, we've talked about this before. I feel like there really needs to be more women that are, like, of, of this age and, like, these, you know, you don't get a lot of the family members. Um, you know, that that's, she provides that. She provides that sense of, like, giving us that continuity and background. Totally. Yeah. And, uh... We got, um, uh, I guess it pertains to this section before we go into other mail, but um, from Buck O'Hare from the subreddit. Um, uh, I was kind of, okay, so it says, how, how secure is Jamie's settlement? And I, I wasn't sure if they meant like the settlement of how this all resolves or um, they said, there seems to be constant hints of in- infiltration and double crossing in the books from the bard being from the Brotherhood and Blackfish escaping. Does this undercut Jamie's attempts to be golden hand for you? Oh, the fact that he's obviously got spies in his camp, you mean? Or around yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, I didn't know if that point. meant I didn't know if they meant like the physical settlement. Or, like, I, I imagine yeah. there I imagine okay. we're talking more about the the Actual next the deal. chapter. Okay. Um but I don't think it I don't think it interferes. I mean, I think I think something you kind of have to accept if you're in any sort of power in, in Westeros or actually in Planetos yeah. and the whole world is mm. 
Um, everybody's got spies in everybody's camp, <laughs> and they're unavoidable. You just um, have to assume they're a thing, and you got to deal with them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, now, as far as Jamie making his threats to Edmure in front of um, what's his face, the singer, oh, his name escapes me at the moment, but who is obviously working for the BWB. I mean, yeah, that's probably going to come back to bite him on the ass. But it's not the Thomas Seven Strings, is it? Not him. Right? Yes, oh, it's it Thomas yeah, Seven it's Strings. Okay. Yes. Um. Yeah, I I don't really I don't really fault Jamie for the spies. I mean, obviously he he knows there are spies. Why do you think he's being so careful? You know, um, he's definitely on his guard. So no, I mean like. As I look at this, Kevin probably could have cleaned this up, but like I don't know that anybody besides Jamie could have resolved a lot of this stuff that still exists in the Lannister camp. I mean, you know, you've got yeah. Davin there, who's literally the Warden of the West, and he hasn't been able to get it done. Obviously, the Freys weren't going to do it. Um, even Jenna, who's like sitting here going, yeah, they need to kill Edmure. She's got her reasons for saying that, obviously, because yeah. she's worried about um, any Just Tully's. Late. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, Jamie's the one who knows that's probably not the way to do this. And I think he's right. Um, I can't, can you imagine if he wasn't? If he just didn't exist or he wasn't there, like, what would happen? Like, oh no, that's, I mean, it would, it would well, just... Well, they'd all get oh. picked off by Stoneheart and whatever. Oh, and, yeah. you know, this would all sort of implode at a certain point because yeah, the, these people all hate each other. Mm-hmm. Like, that's never a good scene when the allies are not. <laughs> yeah, that some people just didn't come out, or some people left. You know, who were there and left. So it sounds, yeah. Well, they talk in this. Cha- don't they talk in this chapter? Both da- Davin and Jenna talk about like, you know, it's clearly Stoneheart's people are picking off because yeah. they're finding. You know, they send people out into the forest or whatever, oh, and they're finding yeah. bodies and stuff. So yeah, you've got hey. that threat from the outside. Then you've got the phrase who hate the Lannisters. You know, you've got, I mean, if Jamie had not been able to basically do what he does with, you know, first the Blackfish and then with um, Edmure, I mean, that siege is going nowhere. That This would all just evolve. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a big mess. It's kind of an unsolvable mess in many ways because... Uh, these are the these are the these are the circumstances that create partisans that create you know guerrilla warfare. It, the 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 political mess that this is, and the fact that there is no um, strong authority in whom anyone can really have any faith, because you have all these river lords who are not actually at all in their hearts and souls loyal to the Fraser or the Lannisters, but are kind of forced into playing along with them. Um, and you know, that's obviously a situation that's ready to go up. You have the phrase and the Lannisters whose, whose alliance is pretty tenuous, really. I'm especially with the amount of contempt that the Lannisters have for the phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, if you'll notice, uh, Jamie and his entire family are not doing anything to endear themselves to the phrase and vice versa. Um, so this is an alliance that's clearly <laughs> fraying, um, <laughs> and Even like, you know, some of the potential solutions, like they talk about, like okay, if Ros or uh, what's her name, I can't Ros- remember, Ray. Uh, the one who's pregnant, Rosalind, Rosalind. yeah, yeah, Rosalind. Or, or like you know, if she has a daughter, they can marry her off to I don't remember who, 
But like that's a solution that is years, decades in the making. I mean, that's not even something you can like, okay, go get these kids wet right now. And now we have like, okay, now our claim is stronger. This is all, this is like the Middle East, man. This is just, you know. It really is. And, you know, I have to say, and I feel like this doesn't speak well of Tywin. Why did Tywin have to make so many marriage matches with Walder Frey to get this thing done? I, I mean, I there are a lot of really shitty, really. Yeah. I mean, it's not just, it's like, it's Davin. It's, I mean, granted, oh, Joy, God. that's probably the best deal she could have had. Joy's the Westerlings, yeah. but still, I mean, like, it feels like he just, he. But over- I mean, these are all relationships that, I mean, it feels like he really made a really crappy deal here. It really does, because I'm just like, the phrase would have no choice but to depend on the Lannisters. Why would they need all these marriage alliances along with it? I mean, like, I, I don't know. Maybe that's just, I mean, I would some think. some grand like, plan that we're not seeing, but it maybe, just but feels like. When, like... when Davin's talking about making a match with the Red One, which obviously, you know, Tom and, and, Mer- and or, sorry, Marjorie are, are, are married. So, I mean, you know, there is a, a good alliance with with the reach at the top but i mean like those are the kinds of alliances that really need to be shored up for them i mean they really need to make sure that the tyrells stay in the fold they need to make an attempt to keep dorn placated obviously um they need to to find some way to deal with what's going on in the veil which cersei is largely ignoring because everybody's pretending that peter baelish is somehow going to be able to keep him under control i mean i don't know i mean it's also and i never really thought about it but Okay, so Jenna is is making the point that Tywin really resented his father marrying her off to Walder Frey's, you know, that there's a resentment there of long standing. And it just feels like, you know, granted, he was a calculating guy, but it just feels like that would have had to stuck in his craw to be making all of these marriages. Yeah. And yet he did. And it just feels like okay we're missing something here or george just didn't it almost does i'm just like where does where does walder get the bargaining power to make all this happen i don't know yeah mind he's like well he was robbed really that much of a soul i mean i don't think he was though i mean like was he i mean Mm -hmm. i know he was winning in the riverlands but it's like okay even if rob had 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 you know, gotten the wherewithal to even make a full frontal attack on, say, Casterly Rock, which is a joke. Nobody can take Casterly Rock. Or even to go and attack King's Landing. I mean, even if he took King's Landing, there's no way Rob could have held King's Landing. Right. The whole thing is just kind of a a, a what the fuck to me. I, I don't know. I mean, like, we're just stuck with it. George is stuck with it, too. Maybe if he thought it through better, he wouldn't have. <laughs> he wouldn't have had this deal be as bad as it seems. But... I mean, now it's just Jamie who's stuck with it. And Jamie's, you know, I don't know. It's it's a mess. I mean, it's a real mess. I mean, it's like as great as Tywin may have been, we're also looking at the mess that Tywin left that maybe if he was alive, he could have pulled off, you know, wrapping it up. it or, or like but, cleaning it all up or. Yeah. You know, but, but yeah, it's just. Although I do, I have to say, I do, again, love the family dynamic of, oh, Christ, this is like, you know, we thought this was all under control. And, you know, now we've got to deal with all of this garbage. And, you know, it it just, it has a real, it feels very much like, you know, the kind of mess that sometimes happens when, you know, relatives oh, yeah. pass on and you're like, now, what exactly were they doing here? Why, why do we... Like a- 
feels like a family business kind of mess yeah. when somebody has died and you go in to clean it up or something. Yeah. It, it feels it feels real, though. Like mm-hmm. there there do feel like very genuine stakes, at least in this chapter. I don't know. It's funny. We we're talking about the, how this chapter could have been this. This chapter also could have been uh, married to the chapter after it, just like with Brienne's last chapter that we talked about. This is another one of those where. Yeah. Oh, dear God, George, the bloat. <laughs> need to be its own chapter. Oh, I think we have more mail for this. Yes, uh... we do. <laughs> um, a tone of surprise from the subreddit um, asked, so imagine a song of ice and fire gets successfully adapted to TV. Ha ha ha. Who do you see playing Jenna and Davin Lannister? And um, oh, oh, God, fantastic. Well, Wax Paper Door also on the subreddit um, responded to this, and I just wanted to read it, um, said, okay, this made me laugh. I've always liked the idea of Lindsay Duncan as Aunt Jenna because she can do no no nonsense like nobody's business. Who's now, that? I like Lindsay Duncan, oh, Duncan just, a lot. I just Googled she? it. Oh, I could see. Uh, <clears throat> she's been around in a bunch of stuff, but she is, uh, I don't know. Shakespeare stuff? Uh, she was in Alice She in was in Rome, if you ever watched that. Um, Through the Looking Glass. Oh, yeah. Mansfield Park, she yeah, good. she's been in a lot of different... I feel like she's a little too refined to be Jenna. Maybe. Yeah. I always kind of thought Judy Dench for Jenna. Younger Judy Dench, but yeah. 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 I always liked, Um, I don't know if she could have pulled it. Yeah. Well, she's a fantastic actress, but, and she's long dead, but um, Gina Rollins always kind of had that. I mean, she was kind of plump. And, oh, uh, yes. She really totally good. She did a lot of work with Oh, um, I could see. Oh, I just looked. John oh, Cassavetes. Oh, yeah, her. Yes. Oh, yeah. She'd be perfect. Oh, my gosh. I don't know about Davin. I don't know if anyone I has. I don't know. Probably somebody from Vikings or something. I don't know. One of those kind of guys. Somebody shaggy and blonde. Who wouldn't mind um, <laughs> the hockey beard. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, Jenna has a couple of fans here because Buck O'Hare also on the subreddit said Aunt Jenna is the best. I love uh-huh. her. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um. I also just want to say, this was in my notes, I, you know, Jamie talks about how her children are possibly not Emmons, but yet when we've seen the kids, they seem very Frey-like. Yes. So I've always, like, just thought that was just, like, I don't know. For fun. She was just, yeah, or something. She was just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just, maybe she just wanted to have some fun, but not for, take it anywhere. Um, let's see, um... There's an Anon on Tumblr who wants to know, do you think Jamie will slide his tongue in between Brienne's knocked out teeth gaps? Oh, God. No if it, if George that. writes it, probably. But I wouldn't have thought of that. George has forgotten that he knocked out those oh, teeth. Oh, okay. okay. George yeah, does not remember that those teeth are gone. We've pretty well established okay. this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so then we're um, safe. We're safe from that. <laughs> we also got... Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Um, as long as long as like Julio <coughs> Garcia doesn't come in and tell him that he's forgotten about those teeth being knocked out, we're good. <laughs> um, Sorry oh, if you have a tooth fetish. <laughs> uh, we had a, another message. We had a couple more me- messages on Tumblr. Um, one from Oathkeeper uh, JPEG, who writes, "Hello, I love your podcast and have two questions. One, the whole JB fandom seems to be convinced that Nikolai is the captain of the ship. However." This season's promo would argue otherwise. I don't know what that means. 
Um, what do you guys think? Because it seems he's very okay with, he's okay with a very anti, um, Jamie Brand ending. If anything, Gwendolyn seemed more agitated by it. I think the same thing I've been saying all along with Nikolai with this, which is, um, have you ever had a job and just had a boss that you just had to fucking appease? I mean, that's. We've heard his opinion for years about whether or not Jamie and Brienne should be Jamie's endgame, and he definitely thought so. I mean, the man has a Brienne doll in his house, and that's not yeah. a joke. That's <laughs> actually a reality. He he definitely definitely was in the Jamie Brienne camp. I mean, like, what's he gonna do? It's done. Yeah. It was done. He couldn't change it. There was no hope of a future to keep talking yeah. about possibilities later. So what's he going to do but say, oh, yeah, it was great. It was the only way it could be. I mean, he wants to work again. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it was like, you know, really reading uh, Amelia's like recent interview, like she was saying how she was getting, you know, the, all that money. She's set, you know, that money they got an episode. I'm sorry. It's a job. It's money. It's that, that's what, good you know? for her. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was like yeah. a good thing to say. I mean, that's that's real life. That's like, OK, this provided me with this. This is reality. This is not like, what are you going to do? Sit around and sulk because it didn't end the way you wanted it to end. Yeah, I mean, it's like, would you <laughs> insult your boss and risk your job for XYZ, like, just to, like, make some shippers happy? Or, I mean, because I wouldn't. Take it's your millions and run. you're gonna die on, you know? Yeah, this yeah. is not where you're gonna, you're gonna draw the line in the sand. Also, no. I don't think, I mean, he may be different, I mean, because, honestly, he does seem like, you know, like the Briandal, that stuff, but yeah. I think a lot of these people just don't care. It's a paycheck. They don't. Yeah. Of course they yeah. don't care at the level that we care. They're not you doing know. podcasts in their free time about it. This is true. Um, a second question they had was, are you guys more interested in a Heil Brian jamie triangle or a Brian jamie cersei triangle? Thanks. Uh, I say Heil. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. That's more interesting. I mean, like, if fun. I had to choose the Heil one, yeah. obviously, I, I hate this. People are, like, <laughs> shipping Brienne. People are, like, Brienne and Cersei shipping is, like, becoming a thing, and it makes Oh, me oh, you mean, like, actually, okay, not, okay, so, so, okay, so I was well, getting I, I don't I was, know if, I was thinking, if like, oh, the a, tension. I didn't interpret like, it as, like, a poly <laughs> thing. I yeah. interpreted that as, like, like a, a tension. You know, like, on a like, soap opera, there'd be a triangle, but. somebody, yeah. I don't oh, know that. Okay, never meant. mind. Well, then, yes, I still prefer the Heil one. But if it is that kind of triangle, I wasn't thinking that. I was like, no, I okay, don't want never either. Mind. <laughs> I've just been thinking about three ways non-star. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we're not sure what you mean, but it sounds like Heil is our first bet there. Either way. Um, <laughs> And then we had another a Tumblr non who says, I'm so happy that you have plans to continue the podcast. Um, I've discovered your podcast a month ago, and I've been listening to all the episodes since then, although I skipped the show once. Um, it's good. Good call there. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's funny and insightful, and I've become aware of some details and theories that I missed while reading the books. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, Aww. It's very nice. And that's our mail. Okay. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks for those. Those are very helpful. <laughs> you can reach us at close the door and at gmail.com on Tumblr at close the door and come here at tumblr.com. You can also submit questions on pre show threads via the Jamie Brand subreddit on Reddit. Uh, follow us on Twitter at door podcast. Please like, review, subscribe to us on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, all the places that you listen. And please support us on Patreon at close the door. 
I'm closing the door. Get out. 